Uh, how's your 2023 been? I know you've got a movie coming up today, tomorrow. I mean, it must be exciting because you've been working on this all through the pandemic and I know you did a Kickstarter and you got some other projects out. How's it all been? Oh my gosh, so much more work than anticipated. I mean, I it's like it's like people who have a like parents, you new parents who have a kid, they're like, I knew it was hard. I just didn't know it was gonna be this hard. Like <laughs> I knew making a film was gonna be really hard, but the hard. And then until you're just like actually in the trenches, you don't realize, like, oh my God. Cause there's all these stages, right? Like, um, doing the Kickstarter was, was tough. Uh, you're like begging people for money. And then after that, you got to go into pre-production and you're solving all these problems. And like, we don't have the, the camera equipment to do this. We need an extra person to do that. And we're like figuring all that out. Shooting is the most fun, even though you're, you know, kind of jumping over hurdles there as well. But post-production is another animal. And then you think you're done. And distribution is the most boring of all and the hardest because you have to do all this paperwork that you, that I'd never done before. So I was like, learning all this stuff that was super stressful. So I'm really glad to be done with it all. So excuse my ignorance, but were you involved in the editing and the distribution as well? Um, I was involved at the beginning. The, there was like an editing team that was working on stuff. And then I came in and we worked tighter with the next editors that we worked with. So uh, I, there was input on my end. Um, I wasn't the main editor. And then in distribution, I, I found the distributors and I took care of the non-technical stuff. So our colorists slash editors that are awesome, they're called RKM Studios here in LA. They took care of like everything that was exporting the files and making sure the color this and the sound that. Um, but I had to do paperwork that involved like, I don't know, letters with lawyers. And there's a bunch of things you have to hand in that you don't even know what they mean. They're like the CSC report, the E&O, the this and that. And it's just like... Mm. Ah, it's way less fun than it sounds. And what was your reaction when you first saw the film fully cut? Did you get emotional or were you are you already seen bits and pieces? And yeah, I'd already seen chunks, you know, so to see it together a little more flawlessly. Yeah, sure. Of course, it's always exciting. But by then you're also like, I've seen this 75 times, you know, Yeah, and it's my face. <laughs> so I'm also like over it, you know. <laughs> And you bear all in this one, like just from the trailer, there's, there's emotional moments. There's, I mean, you got Troy Baker involved as well and a few others. And it's just, it seems like a bit of a wild ride emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fun for me to do. I don't know if the audience will think it's fun. Um, there's a lot of, there's light moments. There's comedy. Um, yeah, yeah. There's some cosplay montages. There's stuff like that. And there's sweet moments with the family, the, the mom and the sister and the sister's boyfriend. But ultimately, Morgan uh, is very lonely in the pandemic and she's starting to fight or face her demons. And um, with the help of, of, yes, her family, but truly just searching within to, to reconnect to her passion and what makes her shine. Um, and ideally getting out of a toxic situation with her boyfriend um I want we wanted it to be hopeful you know because so mm. many artists and just people in general go through feeling down in the dumps and like they can't get out of the hole and there are many different ways to help your mental health so I'd heard a lot of stories from fans at comic cons that they'd been suicidal that they'd felt depressed lonely anxious uh, I'd witnessed panic attacks at cons in front of me 
um, you know, when people are just just feeling something so deep that they can't um, keep it together because it's uh, they're spiraling, you know, and um, I'm very compassionate to that. And, you know, in the pandemic, I was also very alone at times. And so it felt hard to navigate because it's like, when's this going to end? And we live in this like Zoom world and in this Instagram world where we're, you know, we're people seem like they're happy or like some of my friends moved to Tulum or to, you know, some island somewhere to live the pandemic days. And I was just like, like envious and feeling like, is that what I should have done? And so I feel like, you know, the comparison that we feel while on Instagram can be really, really hard and not good for our mental health. So I just wanted to show all of this to remind people that a lot of people went through this and there is an out, you know. Mm. And where's that available for anyone that wants to watch it? Um, it's going to be on Apple, iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, and Vudu. Um, I forget all the rules. I know that there's U.S. distribution and then there's global. Mm. Um, and I don't know if tomorrow encompasses everything. But I do know my mom was able to purchase uh, or rent it from Colombia. Maybe it's because she has an American credit card <laughs> through, through <laughs> yeah. iTunes. So I yeah. think there might be little loopholes like that, but I'm not sure, you know. But we do yeah. have global distribution and that will be happening soon. So, you know, more info to come on on all the platforms. Awesome. Congrats. Yeah. And and also congrats on Dead Island 2. This is your latest game that you're a part of. Carly, Carla, sorry, Carly. Um, talk to us about this one because this game was in development hell for years and years. You know, I think it started in 2014. I'm sure you came on late, later, but... Pretty cool opportunity, this one, hey? Yeah. You know, I didn't realize it had been in development for so long oh, until yeah. recently. Because for the most part, we just sort of disconnect from what isn't being made or we're not paying attention to as actors uh, auditioning for so many things. You know, we see projects come and go and then everything has a code name. So we don't always know what that one project called code name bacon was you know and so there's all these these like uh, overwatch was prometheus and so when mm. we don't know what they are it's like they kind of come and go and then we forget and then if it comes out we won't ever have known it was that unless we worked on it so i wasn't aware it was in development hell for so long i know it's welcome to hell a that's <laughs> kind of the, the motto i i don't like zombies uh which i guess helped because carla has to kill a bunch of them um have Why you played not? it yet what's wrong with zombies Oh God! You know they really <laughs> grossed me out. I watched Last of Us, but I really cringed every time that stuff was happening. Like I've never been able uh, to do to see Walking Dead. It's just like wow. <laughs> well, in this one, you actually have to turn into a little bit of a zombie during one of the scenes, like when you go full rage mode. Do you yeah. remember doing that in the booth? Oh, dude, those are the, the really <laughs> those are the tight. You just reminded me, and I was like, wait, what? Oh yeah. Uh. uh... That stuff is is tricky. I mean, in animation, we audition often for like characters that like sound normal, and then all of a sudden there's a jolt of something or a magical potion, and then they become a monster. So you know, we've practiced that, but when you have to do it over and over again for a video game, and it's just like veins popping, like, <laughs> and you have to create these sounds. And like, I don't specialize in um, creature sounds like some voice actors do. So sometimes when you have to go full like nut job. Uh, it can be very exhausting <laughs> and it was like a lot of energy being expended, but uh, always a challenge and fun. And I liked that these were, we got to do a lot of scene work. Um, mm. And it, for me, it's fascinating that there are six characters that you can play. So every scene 
exists as it is, but the characters you play respond differently. So they had to write essentially the non-playable characters have the same lines and we have different ones. And I think that's cool that they like were able to create sort of different tones for each character kind of with their personality within that same scene, you know? Yeah, because usually I know you gotta go for a certain time frame. That's the only yeah. sort of constraint, isn't it? But yeah. Usually it would be the same lines in most games, but I love how everyone's got their own personality in this one. And what was the tone you were looking for with this character? Because I know she was a motorcycle stunt rider, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's easy. I, it, I kind of felt like I was channeling Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. she's just kind of like, <laughs> zombies, whatever. Bam, you know, um, and and in not a lot of moments is she really scared. She's just kind of like, I've been surviving out there on my own, so here I go, you know. Um, yeah. And I think she is pretty comedic. I love that she swears and she's like, this man died. <laughs> like I love that there was all this swearing because it's just like I would be swearing my head off if I was fighting zombies, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I you know, it's funny. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get like to kind of see all the other characters stuff because. Sometimes they'd show me a scene and it was just one of the guys, like they'd show me like the pre, before before recording mine, I'd see his performance and like how his lines were so different to mine, but I didn't get to watch all of them. So I don't really know like every single person's sort of like take on it. Um, but I like that they let Carla be, you know, a little crazy, a little loud, a little nuts, you know. I was speaking to Ronan who plays Ryan, one of the playable characters. Yeah. And he said... One of the funnest parts for him was one of the most enjoyable was the the clown sort of boss fight where he got to have a bit of freedom with that and they played it on the screen for him. I'm wondering for you, did you have any moments like that where they'd play stuff on the screen you can react like sort of in the spot? Yeah, that, that's mostly how they all were. Um, we'd get to watch they, they'd there was like silence during where our lines were and we'd there's like a there's like a the sentence is written that we're supposed to be saying and there's like a little kind of red thing as it moves. So we just know how much more time we have right. before the other character talks. So at least we can like, we can be in the moment and I'm watching stuff happen. And then I'm like, okay, now she walks through the door she's going to go, Hur! you know? Um, mm. So the, the, I think the clown one that he's talking about is on a Ferris wheel maybe. Yeah. 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 Oh God. That one is, that one was insane because it was like <laughs> trying to, you know, Oh yeah. Come at me. And I'm like kicking his face in and then I'm climbing further. And then, so we need those because if we don't know like how she's climbing or it's just, it's really helpful to be able to go, you know, or whatever. Um, that one was hard, but fun. I, it does stand out as like a, a really weird one for sure. <laughs> and are you much of a gamer yourself? I know you've dabbled a little bit, but. I'm terrible. Nah. I'm terrible. You've given up at this point. Um. I like to say that I peaked, my gaming career peaked when I was seven years old while playing Mario Kart. Uh, you know, I don't have that high end eye coordination that first person shooters require. And like uh, Overwatch, yeah. Oh my it's not God. Not an easy I, game, yeah. Valorant isn't easy either. Like, I watch no. it, like, what just happened? Who died and who did they, who killed them? Uh, yeah. for, I guess for Carla, I could. I just, it's just not my jam. I like, if I'm going to do something, I'll, I'll do it outdoors or, you know, I, I'm also a passive viewer. I love enjoying entertainment, like a movie. And I just get to watch I, this whole, like being active while I'm, I love that I'm doing this as if, you know, I know it's a lot of this. Um, 
Yeah, I like being passive with my entertainment. What can I say? So when Dead Dead Island's obviously been out for about a week now, but will you go and watch your scenes from the game? Will you, when once the game's released, will you go and look at those voice lines and go, oh, I did all right here. Oh, maybe I should have fixed that up. Like, how do you approach it? Or do you just leave it in the wild? You know, I get, uh, I, I work with uh, Daniele Brito, who's based in Brazil, and uh, she was an original Overwatch fan. And since then, um, she always sends me clips uh, of different things that I've done. She'll find it online and rip it, and she's amazing. So uh, she'll put stuff together, and I'll be like, oh, that was pretty cool. So, you know, now I hire her for for stuff like that, because I don't go into the, the web to figure it all out. <laughs> um, so that's enjoyable, too, to see, like, the final product. Uh, my boyfriend's been playing... Uh, Dead Island too, and he's like, it's fun to get to hang out with you as Carla. She's got funny little quips, you know. And so, you know, he'll film his screen and send me the latest, and so it's it's funny, you know. But I don't like sit through the whole thing to watch. I I don't know if I could watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And and when a game or a project comes out, you're a part of, for example, like Morgan's Mars that's coming out. Will you look at reviews or will you stay away from them? It's a it's an interesting one because. You know, I I know that uh, so many actors like stay away from reviews because they can be negative and damaging. I I still haven't ever experienced um, a project that gets tons of like Overwatch got could get tons of reviews, and for the most part, if they hated something, it was like part of gameplay, or it wasn't like we hate Sombra, you know, or yeah. we love to hate Sombra because she's difficult to play. So it was never really like against me. Uh, I think this is one of the first projects where that I'm putting out there and I have a fan base, so it could possibly have negative reviews, but I'm curious, I guess I'll read them. Cause I'm curious yeah. for the, the reaction. Cause I, I, I helped produce it. And so I want to learn sort of what resonated with people and where they had a tough time watching or where they were like, Oh, that was boring or, or, or that was lovely. You know, I think I want to, I want to learn for future what works or what, what spoke to people, you know? So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Who's who's your favorite uh, actors, actresses in the business at the moment that inspire you? And it doesn't have to just be voice acting well, because I know you're, you're good friends with Jennifer Hale and and Courtney and all those guys. They're legends. Yeah. But yeah, maybe you, you can choose this industry or another. But I was just curious who your inspirations, where your inspirations come from. Uh Kate Blanchett is a big one. Oh. She's good, isn't she? <laughs> Have you seen Tar? Not yet, not yet. Uh, I uh, it feels dark, and I so I I've like not made time for it yet. Definitely I, dark. Yeah. yeah, I love her. I I think one of the first things that I loved that I saw her in was a an Australian film called Little Fish or something like that. Mm. One of her first ones, and I was like, oh my god. And then since then, like anything she's done, I just love. And sometimes for my auditions, I'll channel um uh. Oh my God, the one from Thor Ragnarok. What's her character's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've forgotten too. But I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, In the big, yeah, in this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Because because she's got this commanding voice and it's deep, but it's also, you know, she's got a slight accent. And I just like, it really works for fantasy. So Hella. I just, Hella. Yeah. Hella. Hella. Um, gosh, sometimes you just go boop. I know. Um, so I, I love her. You know, I always used to say Robin Williams because I just, as a kid, oh, I loved yeah. that he did, you know, on screen, but then also like he was the genie, which was one of my favorites. And 
mm. uh, Batty Coda in um, Fern Gully. And I just loved Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, what's not to love about him? He was so talented. So I think he was one of my inspirations as a kid, you know, in animation and in acting. Um, and then like Penelope Cruz, I just think does really, really great stuff. And I always admire the way and people like Kate Blanchett, they, they've worked in Europe. And so the, Penelope has this whole side of her, like in Spanish, she's this very different person, you know, and I saw her in an Italian film once and she was playing this prostitute and it's just, she's amazing, you know, speaking her Italian. And uh, so I, I feel like I like to, I look up to characters, actors who, who do accents and speak languages because I feel like that's what I kind of want to do. Like Jodie Comer in Killing Eve is killer. Oh, she's really great. She's yeah. really great, yeah. So Overwatch, Zombra, this is a an amazing role. I mean, you must have been giddy when you got that one back in, I don't know how long ago it was now, years ago. But that animated short, 25 million views, I mean, how good is the, their shorts? I mean, they're so well done. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't understand how amazing a project it was. I, I was excited because I loved the character. I didn't know what Overwatch was going to be. We never know, right? I'm working on a video game now. I don't know if it's going to be huge or if it's going to be whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, Dead Island 2, we could never imagine that it's going to do well or it tanks. So we kind of just do the work and then go, okay, I hope for the best. So <laughs> for Overwatch, I was just excited because this was the first sort of main character I got to do in a video game. She's not the main one of Overwatch, but it, she was a playable one because I'd worked for Rockstar Games in uh, Max Payne 3 and GTA 5 and I still hadn't gotten to like voice a character like this, you know? So that was really exciting. And then once she popped off at BlizzCon and I got to see the fan reaction live because I was there, I was like, oh, this is big. Like I didn't, I couldn't yeah. comprehend, mm. you know? And then our our Insta and Twitter start blowing up and we're all like, what's happening, you know? Uh, so it was quite a ride because that year was difficult emotionally for me because I was going through a breakup. But then oh, I was also traveling, yeah. traveling the world and meeting people from all over. And so I was like, it was like this blessing in disguise. It just helped me get through some shit, you know, and it was it, it was magical. I mean, it was it gave me my Overwatch family. I'm close with Anjali and, you know, Symmetra and Zenyatta and uh, Mercy and Farah, those ladies in New York. And then Jen Man. Hale still wasn't in Overwatch or she was recording, but we didn't know. But I got to meet her as this fabulous voice actor. And then years later, she's like, oh, by the way, I'm Ash. And we're like, what? We didn't know, you know? So Those characters they, are already iconic in just such a short amount of time, don't you think? Yeah. I guess, you know, it's funny because if you're not a gamer, you kind of don't even know it exists. Um, like yeah, it really, but. It, so, so it's a funny thing because, like, we'll be talking to, like, my sister will introduce me to a friend. And they're like, oh, yeah, she works in gaming. Which, I work on this thing called Overwatch. Oh, cool. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> totally. And so, and then I, I realized, wow, it really is like if you're a gamer or in in the nerd world, you sort of have heard of it or you're obsessed or mm. no idea. So I guess they're iconic yeah. in the gaming world, you know? In the gaming world. But like yeah. even people, uh, friends of mine that don't play Overwatch know these characters somehow as well. I feel like are, it transcends the game a little bit. Yeah, they're gamers, but... Well, so you know what I mean? Like anything, I guess I'm an actor, right? And I still haven't seen Tar, but I know that it's Kate Blanchett. Like we know mm. of things, right? But if you don't game at all, you don't even know the titles of things, you know? Yeah. Like I've told my friends, you know, League of Legends, and they're like, no, never heard of it. I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, you know, some know people are just normal. Well, I call them normal people, but non gamers. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. 
they know Call of Duty, they know Grand Theft Auto, they might know yeah. The Last of Us, but that's about you know Mario. They yes. don't really know Overwatch. Yes. I get Zelda, Zelda, yeah. Donkey Kong. You know the the old ones that we'd hear about. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember going in the booth for that for the first time? Were you nervous? I mean, I guess you weren't nervous because you didn't know how big it was. Were you? Usually, I'm not nervous when I go into the booth because that already means you've gotten the job. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I although, although I lie, sometimes you worry. For Sombra, at one point, uh, well, at the beginning, I was excited just because she was so badass. They showed me an image of her. I didn't know what she looked like. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know? And then we got to find her. And I I have a very, I can have a very dry, um, sarcastic tone sometimes. But it didn't work for commercials, you know? But for Sombra, it was perfect. So I was like, finally, I get to use this, you know? So that felt cool. And then I recorded a bunch of Mexican lines. and. Mexican Spanish lines and mm. I kind of did an accent of what I'm used to doing in commercials which is very from the north of Mexico very sing-songy it's kind of what say what sells Walmart and McDonald's and a week later when we re-recorded they were like hey we're gonna have somebody direct you on your Spanish lines she's from Mexico City not from the north I'm like okay cool and then all of a sudden I was like oh my god they're gonna fire me I did a terrible job they're not believing that I could do this and oh no Luckily, yeah. we, we got through those lines. And uh, I love that Mexican gamers, if they don't know where I'm from, they assume I'm Mexican. So that's a good thing. They believe they believe the accent, you know, I've, yeah. I've duped them. So but it, it was always it was exciting because there were so many sessions that it made me realize that, oh, she's she's a decent sized character. And I knew she was the only Latina. I mean, I know Gabe, uh, you know, is Gabe Reyes is reaper is is latino but this one spoke spanish and she had an accent and so she felt like like representing the latino community and i'd I'd never really gotten to do that in a video game you know was there any difference when you were doing the short because the production value of that short is incredible but i'm just wondering was it still just normal booth work for you normal booth work i I, we get to see what they call a cinematic um or sorry an animatic sorry uh, yeah. And it's usually like they've they've sort of animated some stuff, but it's still kind of in black and white. And you might see it like stop motiony, so that we understand the beats. And then they're like, okay, she trips here, or she jumps here, or she does her translocator here. So we get to go, huh, 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 you know. Um, but we get to give it our own inflection, and we don't have to worry about timing necessarily, because I really am when I'm doing my lines, I get to go Katya Volskaya, you know, and do my thing. But like I remember, like when she uh, goes up to her in that like secret layer or whatever and she she has like killed or you know just thrown some sort of tranquilizer to one of her uh um guards she like literally has to like walk over him like step over Mm -hmm. him so like we were playing with like katia volskaya (sighs) i thought you were the most you know powerful woman on earth whatever and so we were like does she walk over now does she go katia Volskaya. Like, yeah, so we played, yeah. and, and I would literally physically like try and like walk over something. So it felt like, huh. or like, does yeah. she stumble? Helps, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I physicalize a lot of stuff in the booth because it, huh, uh, you gotta, you gotta kind of give it that like energy, you know? So where do you want to see this character go? Cause I know they've, they've said they were working on a campaign or whatever, but I, I just want to know where would you like to see the character goes? What would you like to explore with her? Um, I think we all want more backstory. We want to know more about where they came from, uh, who did they love, if they loved somebody, you know, like 
There's mm. no way that Sombra is just completely cold and calculating all the time, you know, or what happened. I know that, you know, there's another short of hers that shows kind of like growing up in El Dorado and how everybody she loved was killed. Um, so she has no family, but I think just like more nitty gritty, like, does she have a crush on anybody in Talon or, you know, like, I know she has a fun relationship with Sigma and their buddies. And so that's, uh, that's special. But just, you know, we love, we love emotions as actors. We love kind mm -hmm. of understanding why people tick. And so that would be kind of cool. I would love it if there was just more character interaction in general, um, because that, that makes us feel like we're in a short for real. Those, um, those videos where they put together the, where the, the heroes are talking to each other. There's a few lines where they talk to each other in the game and they do so well because yeah. people want to see that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I believe it. And we love it too, you know, cause it, it, it also in just one line, I'm telling you that I'm making fun of Tracer by the, by like mm. this little snarky remark or the way Diva like can jab at me or a bit of banter. Uh, mm. Yeah. Banter. <laughs> a bit of camaraderie. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I saw you did a cosplay of uh Sombra. That must have been cool because I don't not often do I see the actor actually do the cosplay as well. I love to see that. I have done four. Um four. Wow. Four of Sombra. Yeah. So she uh the first one I did was I mean, I feel like the most special because it's the first time I ever did anything like that. And we got to walk around this uh this Katsukan, which is very well known for for uh cosplay so everybody's dressed up and it just feels like you're in this like magical land of like people walking around with their swords and stuff and uh people were like hey cool cool sombra cosplay and i'd say a voice line and then they're like wait a minute you're real sombra like they just thought i was a cosplayer and then they're like wow so uh it was cool because this uh, cosplayer melanie jasmine made the costume for me and uh, her husband is an awesome videographer, so he did this whole behind-the-scenes stuff, which was super special. And since then, she's done all the other ones for me. So I did, uh, I did BlizzCon with Anjali. She did uh, Fire Symmetra, Dragon Symmetra, and I did the Rhine cosplay, which is the blue one with the you know kind of the, the winter skin. Um, and then I did, we did Franken, Franken, the Bride of Frankenstein, Franken Wife, whatever she's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that one at a con and. And then the black cat sombra. So yeah. Wow. Even you're doing skins as well, man. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. You are yeah. committed. I love that. Look, if I if I made them, there's no way. I'm like, I'm sewing something. Uh <laughs> Melanie makes them. She does my makeup, you know. Uh, that doesn't matter. Still. And and it yeah. helps with the movie, I'm sure. Because you've done it. Well, yeah. I mean, in, in the in the movie, there's there's a bit, there's some moments where I do some simple cosplay. And then at the end, we do like a big one. And I hired Melanie for that one. She she built the beautiful Mercy um, Sugar Plum Fairy cosplay. Yeah. And she was on, on set with us. And I got to use her equipment to show like Morgan making the costume. And uh, she she did everything. She built the wings at my house and she did my makeup. And it was really special because she's super talented. Man. And so are you. Now, and, and, and in saying that, I want to talk about a few other projects. So Valorant, talk to us about this one, because that is a game that sort of blew up a little bit as well. Similar vein to Overwatch, but yeah. a bit different, a bit more like CSGO, but another one where you get to play this hero. How cool was that? That was special because I knew about League of Legends. I've auditioned for League of Legends. I've gotten uh, callbacks, yeah. but I've never booked it. 
I knew about Arcane. Getting to do something for Riot was really cool. I also loved that she was Brazilian and I, I lived in Brazil for a bit and really connected to the culture and the people. So I was just like excited to bring to life this character that was very different to Sombra, but also very similar to me in, in ways. I can be loud and energetic and, you know, a little zany, but I love that uh, Ray's just isn't like, all right, let's go kill some people. You know, she she's very she builds community with her team and she wants to bring them together and she calls them her family. And so I think there's just something really loving and beautiful about her. Um, and so it's a, it's a project that's really close to my heart. Cause they let me do a lot of improv for that, the director and the writer. And uh, it wasn't just like, these are the lines go. It was like, we haven't quite figured her out. And so I was like, I was just spitballing in the booth and some stuff was bad. But then other stuff was like really good. So we we're like, oh, cool. That's Dave. That's a voice line, you know? So I really got to explore some stuff there. Is that a one and done role or will there be more for that character down the line? No, I, I record I record for them. Well, I don't know if they'll do like Valorant too. I think there's just always yeah. DLCs, you know? Yeah, and okay. So, so you're always yeah. doing new lines for that. Mm -hmm. And, well, and I think cool. they, they work on shorts as well or little like backstory things. So there will be opportunity for, for stuff like that. Um, which is cool. I saw you pop up in Mr. Robot. How was that experience all those years ago? <laughs> that was fun. I mean, it, it was a half a day. I wish it had been longer. Yeah, still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I auditioned and I knew Rami Malek would come in at the end of the scene, but I didn't know who played the other character. And then the night before, I'm looking up, I'm doing all the information. Because for those, sometimes you audition in two days, they cast you and then you're shooting like the next day, you know, so Shoot, it can be very yeah. quick. And so when I looked it up and it, I realized it was Bobby Cannavale, I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, and I had met him Mini before. Yeah. I never worked with him. And so now I'm like, oh, man. So um, that was special. Just I mean, it was weird. It's driving and everything's shot through the through the, the the front glass. And so it it was kind of a strange shoot. But I it feels good when you're acting opposite real amazing people. So. Super and in a similar vein, you were in the affair as well, weren't you? Yeah, that was a that was a very interesting show. I remember watching, binging that one. How was how was that? Because that's a very different role to what you usually yeah. do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I wish that those roles had been bigger, obviously, because you get to explore more. So mm. for for that character, I mean, I was meant to just be in the pilot. Like, I'm sort of flirting with with Dominic West and he doesn't, he's like, I'm married. Like, thank you. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then as his life unravels, I kind of come back to show how he's just off his rocker and just like, just being a man who's out there having fun. And um, what was cool was that Dominic West treated me like an equal, like, and they all, they all did uh, obviously Bobby Cannavale and, and, Rami Malek as well, but um, this was my first kind of real big TV thing and it was the first day of shooting. We were shooting first thing. Like I was the first one on set with them uh, in the pilot. And uh, it's just like, instead of Dominic being like, okay, great, let's do this again. He'd be like, that's okay for you. Would you like to do it again? What, what can I do different? And I'm like, he's asking me what I need. Like, I thought I was just here to aid the story, but he was aware that like, what can I do differently? And at one point, you know, he's supposed to show me his ring and that's when I realized, oh, you're married. I'm sorry. And he kind of kept doing this. And I was like, at one point, I was just like, I, I don't really see your hand. So if you could just bring it up a little more, it kind of like, it will be very clear. He's like, oh, 
oh my god i'm so sorry and he's just like he was so kind and generous and uh giving yeah and giving and he was doing an american accent so then he'd be like is this how you say it in america and i'm like uh i'm actually not like super american I, i'm half and half but yes <laughs> you're doing great because you know he was trying to keep his his very american accent so um it was it was great and that you know that whole crew was wonderful and i i just felt like oh you know like those are we struggle so much when we audition and we don't get roles and so when we're on set that's a reminder of like oh this is where i'm supposed to be it feels really good you know so of your body of work what's a character that you wish you got more time with that you'd love to explore more in in a in a show or in a in a fully fledged game who would it be i mean the affair one would have been cool mm. um I had a dream once that my character was pregnant with Dominic West's son. I was like, well, that would, that would throw a wrench into things. You know, he's already dealing with drama. You should have pitched it. Oh, I guess. I, I've done a lot of little projects, like little, like indie films. And so my little roles are, are here and there. I was in this film called maybe tomorrow. And I played this, um, this stripper who who's you know on drugs and drunk and so she's kind of a mess and she's got a long island accent and she's talking like this you know and uh she, I, I didn't actually have to do any striptease but that was her like profession in the in the film and she's the girl in front of the main character and characters like that I like to explore because they're kind of messy and uh she just talked funny and it would have just been fun to do more scenes with her you know as her um but I feel like in general we just we want more of what we have, right? So I want more Sombra happening. Um, I'm I'm on a Disney show with uh, Dan Povenmire right now. He created Phineas and Ferb, and I play the mom of uh, of Gretel. The show's called Hamster and Gretel, and of course I want the mom to be in all episodes, you know, because it's fun. It's just more interactions for us and and more time to play. So um, I'm just looking forward to to the next stuff that comes, you know, that can be fun. And I'm working on a video game now, and I'm very excited for that character. And it'll be probably another year or two till it comes out. But oh, you know, I, hate that. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh... It's, it's, it's particularly hard when you feel super excited about it because some of you just like, well, I don't know what the hell this is, so I'll, I'll, I'll forget. I'll wait. Um, and then with this one, I'm like, oh, I'm excited for her. You know. So is this a main character? I know you can't say anything, but is this a, is this like a, a bigger role? Is it? Yeah. 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 Damn. I will have to get you back if you're free. To speak about uh, that yeah. One. Well, you know, I'm always putting stuff on my socials. So as soon as I announce stuff, you'll be like, oh, that that thing. Yeah, cool. I'll give you a couple more because I know you got to run. Um, what is there a role that you haven't got yet that you'd like, like a character that you'd love to dive into that you haven't, you know, whether it's an established character or a, a voice that you've got in your in your back of your head that you haven't been able to fully bring out? Is there one that springs to mind? Oh my god, definitely playing like a like a, like a little boy for animation. I just he's six and three quarters, and uh, he's kind of an asshole, but like he really just wants to be kind, you know. But it's hard, uh, and he's got a little raspy voice. And I feel That's like really I would good. love, I'd love to just be a little serious regular on an animation, you know. Um, yeah, that would be cool. And then just in general, I think like Jodie Comer in <clears throat> Killing Eve, or. I mean, Phoebe Waller-Bridge with her show, it's just, she's so talented and creative. Um, so characters that are just a little bit weird and kind of funky, like 
sure, I love running with a gun and being a badass, but I, I love that Jodie Comer's character is is weird and has her quirks and she's not just like, I'm sexy and I'm going to kill you, you know? Uh, she can be a bit nuts. And I feel like in Morgan's Mask, I got to do, I got to show quirks like what a like a what a, what a zany character can be like and those are those are fun oh yeah 100 percent. and look i don't want to ask the generic question of what what are your tips for voice acting so i'll give you i'll spin it i'll say what are the misconceptions on voice acting and performance capture and that sort of thing what what is something that you think people are getting wrong about it i think a lot of the people that I meet that are like, oh, I got this really good impression and they'll do like an impression of Thor or an impression of Batman. Uh, mm. And, and, and they want to voice act because they do that. And, you know, there's only so much you can do with one impression. Um, and we can try this voice, but if it's not sustainable, it's kind of not going to work for a long period of time. So we have to focus on the acting part of voice acting. And that's where, you know, I think people just want to do a voice rather than focus on, oh, this this involves acting chops. Let me go practice acting. Let me go take classes and learn how to emote. And then characters can be born from there, you know, rather than just like this one sort of sound. Because of course, like this little voice could be cute, but if I can't act, it's going to be a boring kid. So mm. it's like finding the nuances in that. Um, and I think we just have to lose the fear of, getting it right we just have to try and play with what our tool our instrument our voice our vocal cords our body can do um because i i always joke that i would never be able to voice diva she's got a really high-pitched voice and i i just i can't do that so i shouldn't try i'll just let me focus on the ones that, that fit for me and of course i can expand on on making higher pitched sounds or sounding lower but there's certain things that might not work for me and that's okay you know we don't we don't have to do it all we can we can we can work within our range and expand that and make it really worthwhile, you know. Very valuable advice. Thank you for that. Um, is there anything you wanted to say to the fans today that have tuned in, maybe Overwatch fans or Dead Island fans or fans of you in general? Is there anything you wanted to say? Uh, well, thank you for sticking around and and you know being fans of of what we do. I I always put a lot of work into. The things we do and it's always very fun uh give me a follow if you don't follow me just because that's where i announce stuff it's not like let me get more followers it's that's how i let you know what's going on you know if you're interested in stuff and i guess for morgan's mask it's you know it, i i give trigger warnings because it it gets a little bit dark there's there's some difficult subject matters that are touched so you know if you deal with depression or anxiety maybe watch it with a friend but know that in the end it's to start the conversation and to give people hope that they're not alone and that there's a way out. Um, that's kind of my main concern, but, but it is to, to let gamers and cosplayers and anyone who's felt that I want to let them know they're seen and, and that we were trying to represent them in this project. So, cause that, you don't see that a lot, you know, there's ready player one. And then, you know, they usually make fun of gamers in basements, just doing a thing, uh, play in the dark. And like, I feel like there's so much more to that. So, you know, Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, we really do appreciate it. Thank you. This was super fun. And before I let you go, can 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 Carla say anything to Dan? Is that possible? Oh my God. You can know, we, I don't do you have even, the voice. 
If not, yeah. Sombra. It kind of comes and goes, yeah. It... Hey, man, I'm going to ride a motorcycle. I don't even know what she says. It's a little <laughs> bit of me, a little bit of everything. Uh, we played with the accent at different times, depending on who she was talking to. But uh, Sombra would say, see you later. Mess with the best and die like the rest. Apagando las luces. And Ray would oh, say, I love that. here comes the party. Boom. <laughs> oh, and boop. How many times have you said that? I don't want to know. Oh, Five. man. Thousands. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. That's crazy. So follow you on Insta, Twitter, TikTok? I do I do some TikTok. Yeah. yeah. And uh, okay. and my, my YouTube channel is called Hispanglo Saxon. There's, oh, actually, there's a bunch of content there. Uh, it's old, but it's videos with Overwatch voice actors and Valorant voice actors um where i interview them or we exchange voice lines and there's a slew of content there so i forgot your interviews from the pandemic that was so good yeah 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 Yeah. i forget that exists too so if anyone ever wants to just find that it's there do you think you'll ever bring that back or was that just another because it was a pandemic it was the pandemic it's um when we're recording so much it's it's a lot of work to to keep doing that because it's it's pretty exhausting in terms of just like getting the the guests and then they cancel because they got a recording, which of course is priority. And then I got to scramble to get new ones. And then it turns into this job that I don't need because I'm, because I'm doing other stuff. that's <laughs> exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, another yeah. job and it's, it's, it's yeah. hard to keep up, but um, maybe, maybe I'll bring it back. We'll see. I don't know. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for the, taking the time today. We really appreciate it. And um, we wish you all the best and hopefully we can talk again soon when uh, that big project comes out. I'm looking forward to it. Whatever.